Here we are again, everybody. James Reese, this is the Cerebral Fit Podcast. Hope everyone's having a good day listening to this. I appreciate everyone listening to the last episode and any episode before that, just to be quite honest. Um, We're still in the pandemic. We're still going through it. We're still, you know, adjusting. (laughs) I'm actually right now in Hobbs, New Mexico. Um, I'm here at the house, my parents' house. I'm stretching out. I'm stretching out before a leg workout, leg core workout as they've seemingly become. Uh, I'm here with Tara the Tara the terribly shy and unlucky dog. She walks near me wearing her cone. Uh, Charlotte, whom some of you are familiar with, I brought her and uh, Tara with me last week to my trip to Hobbs and my sister made an error and let them both in at the same time and Charlotte decided to take a bite out of crime but that crime ended up being the back of Tara's leg here so there was a bit of an incident so uh, she got a nice little nice little bite mark on the back of her leg so I've had to put her in a cone to keep her from licking the wound she's doing much better the past the, the few the days when it occurred she had trouble walking kind of feeling sorry for herself but she's doing much better right now but i'm keeping the cone on for her just for her own good she has a she's got a a knack for trying to i guess pick on little wounds it's not the first fight she's been in with charlotte so charlotte is back in lubbock which apparently is it's snowing over there which here in april uh I think considering the pandemic situation and what's going on, I just, can we just get some freaking sunshine, consistent sunshine, you know, geez, you know, last week it was nice, sunny, it was getting a tan, and now in this part of the country, it's just back to being cold again, so, uh, but nonetheless, um, shout out to Doug Barnett over in Galveston, who said in my, who sent me a text saying, you need to smile more, and I'm like, <laughs> I was smiling, and I guess he didn't believe me. So, Doug, I am smiling right now. I got a big smile on my face. So, I guess he's able to tell if I'm not. But, um, yeah, it's been another, just another week into this situation. Um, I don't like to use the word quarantine, of course, because I'm not quarantined in the sense of just staying in my home 24 hours, maybe coming once out, you know, coming out every now and then. Um, but I'm also not saying I'm going anywhere, which, of course, um, you know, the places I go to usually to just get, you know, supplies, food, whatnot, or come to Hobbs to help out my family. And that's what exactly I'm here for today, or at least this week. Um, so just doing that, taking care of a lot of business as much as I can, you know, it, it's been a very, it's, it, it's a situation we're all adjusting to all of us. Um, you know, we, there's, we have no other choice. And so, what I've been adjusting to is just looking at from the personal training side of things, just getting all my monies in order, looking to my bank accounts. I signed up for a free trial of QuickBooks, which was really interesting considering just the way it outlined um, everything for me. So um, that's been a very fun. I actually was on the phone with the bank earlier. Just, you know, you got to get your ducks in a row. You got to be productive. Um, there's no... There's no doubt about it. You just, this is time as a commodity, as I said. And so, you know, you need to invest not just in yourself, but just what you're doing, you know, uh, getting everything ready because we got time, um, you know, 
those of us that are still out and about and being able to do it. Um, but that's what I've been doing for my own personal and professional life is just getting all my ducks in a row, even more so putting everything under a microscope, looking at the patterns. And this is, and I've really never been uh, a big fan of numbers. They just, I don't know, <laughs> call it a bad math teacher in the eighth grade who really got me to hate math. But it was so funny when I was on these QuickBooks, um, the app and the website and just looking at all of it. And it just made so much sense. It was it was really fascinating to see just the patterns I was able to, you know, disseminate from just looking at the graphs and the numbers. And it, for the first time in a long time, I was really happy with what I saw. Um, most of those who are out there who are entrepreneurs, business business folks, um, you're, you know, the first two years or the and beyond are really tough to, to make money, make a profit. And so um, I was no exception to that rule. Of course, my profit margin was very short, but, you know, all things considering, you know, I've only been in this fitness game as a personal trainer for going on here in a few months, will be two years, uh, went by quick, but, you know, it was amazing to look back on last year as being like that trial period of just being on my own, really. I had my cup of coffee at the Falls um, Club, which really taught me a lot. But being out on my own as an independent trainer, you know, that's baptism by fire. Not a lot of trainers out there have that chance to do that. A lot of them will start off and stay at a big box gym for a good amount of time. I've come across a lot of trainers who've done that. And, you know, to get in the situation I am, it takes more often than not can take some time. However, I, I right place, right time, circumstances. And then here I am, obviously, with what's going on with COVID-19, that has um, slowed things down, hasn't stopped it. I started Zoom training sessions yesterday. Uh, I had two of them, they both went really well. Um, you know, I can definitely see that being even beyond this pandemic, a very consistent part of what I do. Obviously I do prefer face-to-face -face training, but this is gonna have to suffice for now for me and my clients and just our overall safety. Um, obviously, there's a lot of talk within the local, state, and federal um, governments about reopening society to back to what the, it used to be, keyword used to be. And so, of course, we're getting a lot of information from a lot of different people. Um, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to exclude myself. I am a part, I feel that I am a part of just the uh, zeitgeist of, of information, even with this podcast. It's a low level podcast, but here I am. So, um, you know, uh, especially like I, I specifically look at my two locations, Hobbs and Lubbock. Uh, they're both my homes. And so I look at Lubbock, whose case, the cases keep rising up there. They're not, it's not necessarily slowing down. We haven't, Lubbock, Texas hasn't hit the peak numbers yet. I spoke to a few um, medical professionals over there who feel that it's starting to get a little un, under control, if you will. Um, but it, the danger is still there. And so, you know, I know um, last week I was, had a bit of a moment when I was going out getting supplies. I was just seeing still a lot of people who were making this a very much ado about nothing situation. They weren't really following the social distancing. And for someone like myself who is taking this very seriously, um, you know, it, it made me nervous being in the same store with these people who aren't covering their mouths and whatnot. Um, you know, their stupidity is going to end up costing some people their health or even their lives. 
and it's just that's just the I guess the fascinating aspect of just being an observer of human nature and human behavior is just people still seeing and reading people who are just that this is all baloney this is all fake and I try once again not to get in you know wrapped up into that because it's so easy to get worked up and so easy to get angry um but uh no you know I can't I know better than that I know better to to really get myself mixed up with those kind of people because the situation never ends well it really does and I view a lot of those people much like I do a lot of the famous televangelists in life um you know we've come across and that are in the public eye you know, they're, you know, and this is probably going to irk a few people, but I see them, they're not, there's a thin line between them and a cult. And so a lot of these individuals that I've seen on Twitter, you know, Facebook or social media in general, who are still claiming this is just all bullshit. It's all event 201. This is all fake. No one's getting sick. To me, those are the, you know, they're no different than a lot of these cult people because they're not necessarily using religion to try and you know, get people to be to believe what they're saying and get followers. They're just using politics and just uh, that type of stuff to just get followers. They 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 seek power, and those people have always been dangerous. I I have a I honest to goodness have a little um, cults give me the creeps. <laughs> they really do. Uh, cults give me the creeps. There's just something about that when you see these individuals, the power that they that they get from just speaking that's very, just a little unnerving for me. Um, you know, that's kind of just where I feel on that. So when I see individuals like that, it's very much, uh, you know, it's, you got to keep your head in your, on a swivel at all times, but especially around those kind of people. So, but there you go. Uh, but right now, I'm just, you know, stretching out. Leg days are very, very, you know, going back to the fitness aspect of this podcast and what I do, but still trying to maintain, I say maintain, but keep in very good shape. Um, leg days have now become essentially leg core days. I do a lot of, a lot more core workouts. Um, I just found myself doing that, which isn't a bad thing. But with leg days, are you really, especially in my belief, you really got to stretch out and take time, not five minutes, not 10 minutes, you know, especially with what I, and I'm not lifting heavy weight per se. I'm not going out doing, I'm not a strong man. I'm not a power lifter, but even as a, someone who does a lot of hit and cardio, like it's very imperative to, to make sure that your foundation, i.e. your lower half is, is warmed up, ready to go. You never want to go into a leg workout with cold muscles. That's how hamstrings get pulled. That's how tears happen and so forth. So just take that into consideration for those out there who are still trying to be active in their garage gyms, outside, excuse me, I'm just <laughs> coffee. But um, please take that into consideration. Uh, I applaud a lot of people out there who are still going out there to maintain their fitness and just take their mind off things. I know for me, very uh, it's very therapeutic. I know we've been over that. If you've been following this podcast and know what I, how I feel about that, but it's been extremely therapeutic for me to clear my head up and and just you know do some problem solving. I just when I get my rushed, you know, I go out and start running or whatever. My you know my mind and my body just fills up with so much clarity and endorphins and 
I, I just feel really good and I'm able to do some problem solving, you know, within my own mind, figure out the rest of my day and so forth. And so, you know, even in, during this pandemic, it's no different. Uh, being in the garage gym, no different. Um, you know, my dad made the wisest, you know, investment years ago into fitness equipment that, I mean, there's equipment in the gym, in the, in the gym, in the garage right now that um, is from the 1980s and I'm still able to use it. And, you know, it really got me looking at the way that those are heirlooms to me. You know, when everything goes, you know, you know, the bottom line, I like to keep a lot of that stuff and just pass it down to whomever, you know, I feel that's uh, suitable, hopefully my own children, which, you know, shout out to my, no, <laughs> shout out to the baby mama out there that I don't know yet. <laughs> yes, I'm still single, got no kids, but, um, you know, I'm 35 years old, which means I'm a seasoned young man. So I still have aspirate, you know, aspirations of, of becoming a father a husband and so forth. Um, but even if I become an uncle, um, you know, hey, you know, you can pass down that type of stuff. So that's what the way I look at fitness equipment, especially, you know, with my kettlebells, my steel maces, you know, that's an investment. That's a commodity for me. And that's something that I can pass down and teach uh, to my blood and to my non-blood that becomes family. I mean, you know, that type of thing. And so it's, it's, I really applaud my dad for, for saving a lot of that equipment for situations like this. There's still people out there that I know and see on social media who are just driving themselves in, insane by not being in a gym, not having the right equipment. And initially, I was pretty annoyed by it. Um, still am to a degree. But you have to get out. You have to think outside the box of this, everybody. You know, I know that there's some places and you're hearing and seeing the reports of people being arrested in California for going out rollerblading or wherever. Um, of course, I'm someone that's driven by facts and not conspiracy theories. I have made that very, very clear. Do I leave room for theories like that on the table? Sure, but it's not very much room because the bottom line is I have a love and respect for science. So if you cannot attempt to prove your theory, then I'm really not going to listen to you for very long. So... Hence my disregard for a lot of conspiracy theorists out there and articles that I, I see on social media that are supposedly real. Um, you got you to gotta show me the proof. Um, show me the proof. Is it reputable? Is it not reputable? Is it peer reviewed? That's the grad student in me. You know, I need to see the data. I need to actually see an arrest report. Like prove this without a shadow of a doubt. So, you know, it's just the way I operate. You know, I got to see numbers. I got to see facts. And so, but uh, I really hope that people aren't being arrested for that crap. That would be pretty ridiculous. I mean, I can certainly understand parties getting busted. Um, busted. I'm looking at you, Dak Prescott, you jackass. Ugh. I'm sorry. I'm going to go on a little tangent about that. That probably was one of the stupidest things I've, I've, I've seen in quite some time. I understand the visceral yearn to want to go back to the old way of living, having parties and so forth. I miss being able to go and have a drink at, at, at the local pubs in Lubbock. Um, that type of stuff. I do miss that. However, I can't do that because of what's going around. There's a killer virus going around for crying out loud, taking people out left and right. I'm not going to go, you know, I can't, I can't do that as easily anymore. So, you know, what makes me think, you know, we just had Easter. It was Easter weekend and I'm back in Hobbs. We got family. We got a little one now in the in the family, my cousin's uh, one-year-old. Of course, we would like to go and have a barbecue, have a few beers and maybe, you know, just have some, you know, break some bread together. But we can't. 
And that's just where we're at. But of we weren't going to defy, you know, I guess we could have defied the law. But the problem is, is I say the problem, I said, let me rephrase that. We have common sense. We don't want to get each other sick. We just don't. We don't want to endanger our older elders in the family. We don't want to endanger the young one. Because remember, this virus does not care. If you're young, middle-aged, or old, it doesn't care. So we're not going to risk our, each other just so we can, you know, drink a few Michelob Ultras and eat some hamburgers. Yeah, of course we, we would like to hang out and be together, but the fact of the matter is we can't. So, you know, Dak Prescott, you're a jackass. And so, you know, that... <laughs> And I used to have a massive love for the Dallas Cowboys, but just over the years, it's just their ineptitude is on the, on the field and off the field has just astounded me. And this is just another example of why I just, you got to be better than that, especially when you're in that position. I mean, a lot of people look up to you. They see what you're doing and they see, oh my God, Dick Prescott's throwing a party. Maybe we should too. You know, not in that voice necessarily, but you got to be smarter than that. And, you know, there is going to be a, a time where we can, we can break bread together again. You know, we can hang out, but we got to let that time come and responsibly let that happen. That's where, you know, with professionally and personally, we just have to wait this thing out and let let nature take its course. Um, albeit professionally, yeah, you know, has it? Have I taken a hit from it? Of course, of course, I have. Um, that's where the QuickBooks app, you know, showed me. It's like, okay, you made this much money in February. <laughs> Come March and uh, April. Uh oh, <laughs> I was like, oh wow, <laughs> I've taken a big hit. However, of course, my uh, personal spending has gone down a little bit. A lot of, you know, it's it. That's what the the benefit of having something like that. You know, I guess I've not necessarily broken even, but it's just been a good way of looking at just you know I haven't been making as much money, obviously, but at that same time, I haven't been spending as much. So, you know, there's your pros and cons right there. But, you know, I've, I've taken certain pro, um, steps in just ensuring for the future training sessions, one-on-one -on -one sessions that, you know, for the safety of everybody, you know, clients, because, you know, there's a good amount of my clients do have underlying conditions since the first... Um, when the first official case broke in Lubbock, I canceled all sessions. I suspended them. I sp suspended them because of just what was going on. I'm not going to risk their lives, um, despite the possibility that COVID-19 has been out amongst the populace for quite some time. We're seeing more reports of that, uh, the possibility. Um, I mentioned the conspiracy theory uh, thing. Uh, back in January, I got incredibly sick, New Year's Day. Had a great workout. Went to Crunch Fitness, tore it up there. Went to the Texas Tech Redfields, tore it up there. I was feeling great. And then by the middle of the day, I started feeling like crap. And then the next four days, or I should say two weeks, man, I just was, um, man, it was just bad. It just uh, respiratory uh, fatigue went down, fever. Sound familiar? So, of course, I, it took me a good two weeks to get over that. Uh, my, you know, my whole being just was, was, was brought down. But, you know, you're hearing these reports and you're talking to other people that you know personally that had the same stuff that resembles a bit of COVID-19. Um, once again, I'm not in, I medically can't say if I had it or not. 
Do I leave the room of possibility there for that? Maybe I had it. Sure. Do I believe I had it? I don't know. I can't prove it yet. Now, there are reports um, that they are developing blood tests out there to see if you do, if you did have it and if you had the antibodies to fight it off or so forth. Dude, would I like to take one of these tests? Sure. Um, you know, if it's offered out there and free or a pretty good, decent price that I can afford, I'd like to see if I had it and just to see how I fare in this thing. If I did have it. If I did have it. Clue on that. But... That time and that choice will, will come down the road if it goes that far. So, but uh, if you can hear a dog barking, that's Sam the dog. That's my sister's dog. Big, big, lovable German Shepherd. He's like two years old, but he still acts like a puppy. He's, he's a great dog. He's very big. He's about 90 pounds and change. Uh, my two small dogs have a love hate relationship. Tara, the dog, is staring out the window right now. I think she's needing to go outside, take care of some business, which I'll do that here shortly let her out but um that's the cool thing I guess being back is seeing Sam getting to know Sam a little bit you know a bit more I should say I've known him for since he was a puppy but you know he sees me every now and then I'm not a consistent presence here so I just wish he just would <laughs> he sees my two little dogs and he just has he just treats them like ragdolls so but uh you know it's uh I have a bit more optimism compared to the past few weeks. I mean, I still got my moments where, you know, it, it sucks. You know, I, I wish I could be training my clients one-on-one -on -one again. and But, you know, like most things that good and bad, you know, situation-wise, you know, you learn from it, you get better from it. And so there have been a few small steps throughout the past few days that have been taken to just you know, with the time that has been given to me to get a few things in order to prepare a bit more for the new future. I say the new future, uh, the new normal that's that's um, that's slowly being crafted together. Now, there's going to be, you know, and I'm speaking mainly just on my behalf, you know, because I do believe there is going to be a new normal for not just myself professionally and personally, but for all of us who do look at it in that regards. Um you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of new things or plan on to. I actually get to do a bit more virtual races because, you know, a lot of the races that have been scheduled uh, have been canceled, obviously, for safety reasons. So virtual racing is starting to take off. And I did sign up for two races here uh, a few nights ago. So um, if you follow me on Instagram at ReeseMode924, that's my fitness Instagram. I'll detail that more in the here in the coming days, but, you know, once again, the Spartan races that I signed up for in June, that's still very much up in the air. Um, I'm taking it at a worst case scenario basis, meaning they cancel it or postpone it. Um, I hope they postpone it, you know, to the fall. Um, if they still have it on in June, that's fine. I'm ready for it. I still have to look at it that regard. If they cancel it, you know, I, I can't, can't, become all woe is me. You know, there's a much, much bigger picture here for all of that. And um, I'm still going to do races. I'm still going to do a Spartan race. You know, as long as I'm, you know, healthy and able to do it, I certainly will. There's no doubt about that. And so that's why it's so important to just continue to, you know, I'm stretching out right now to to remain active and to just keep it up, you know.
So and I encourage all of you to do the same thing. Just keep it up. I know it's been easy, incredibly easy to eat a bit more. I know I have. I've eaten a few more cookies than I've been needing to and so forth. Um, and that's and don't feel bad about that. Don't don't think that you're the only one who is doing that. We're all doing it for the most part. I'm sure there's some people out there who've, you know, gone the complete opposite and who have just cut out sugar, booze and everything else or, you know, living their best life, quote unquote. That's great if they are. But this is a very different situation for all of us, uh, all of us, you know, and so. You know, we're going to figure out some things that we didn't know before and then some things won't change. Some things will just uh, each of us got our own little narratives that we're writing. So, you know, I know for me, hopefully if I survive this, because <laughs> I'm kind of a realist in that sense, um, you know, I hope to come out better, better. And that's the goal. So uh, well, one of the goals, but uh, I think I'm going to give it a kind of put a bow on this one. I try to keep this about 25 minutes, 30 minutes. I don't want to speak too long. Hell, I might do some 10 minute ones, but, uh, appreciate everyone listening, tuning into this episode. Um, probably put an ad in this one. I got that one little ad where, are you familiar? You know, I actually sounded real good on that one, but you know, that helps pay the bills, quote unquote. <laughs> I get a penny for every time y'all listen to that. So just, just keep that in mind. You know, if I listen to this ad, James gets a, gets a penny. So I think you can actually donate to this podcast. Like you can actually monetarily donate, which is good and great. I would appreciate it. I think, I don't know if it's something you pay per month. I think you can, but I, there's a lot of things right now, monetary wise that I'm, I'm uh, that I got on the plan, on the docket. Um, you know, my cousin, I, oh yeah, I cannot forget about this. My cousin, Linda. Linda Hartman over in Chaparral, New Mexico, uh, El Paso, Texas area, if you're not familiar with it. Uh, thank you so, so very much for making me a custom PPE. She made me a mask, a Seahawks mask. Uh, that's, um, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see it. But I uh, can't thank her enough. She made uh, my family, um, she made a mask as well. My sister, Nicole, Jamie, my parents, uh, my other cousins here in Hobbs. Uh, she made some for the whole, damn near the whole family, so a massive thank you and shout out to my cousin, Linda Hartman. Um, she's just such a seamstress. She's a very, very talented woman and she's doing a really good thing. Um, they great thing by helping out a lot of people out there who, uh, she's helping out everybody. First responders, um, we're a military family. So she's helping out a lot of military members, um, by just making these masks. Well, I can't, I cannot express my gratitude and they're, they're good masks. They're very good masks. They're, dare I say better than the N95s that I have, um, the few that I have. So, uh, once again, thank you, Linda. I will talk to you soon. So, but uh, nonetheless, people, please take care of each other. I know that a lot of us, there are some people out there who prepared for it. Some that didn't, you know, in the way that I, I saw this from, uh, on a Facebook post the other day, or is actually, yeah, it was a Facebook post, but, um, you know, some of us are on a, on a sail, you know, a sailboat, in readiness and preparedness for this where others are on a, on a sailor ship. Um, bad way of, of putting that into analogy, but um, just be nice to each other. I know that it's, once again, it's real easy to get wrapped up into the negative aspects of things and just be a bit cynical, but uh, we still got to support each other as best as we can. Um, this thing is far from over. 
you know, there's, we're, you know, we're making traction day by day, but we still have a long way to go. So let's just take care of each other. Be cool as best as we can. You know, I know I still got to practice it. I'm no, you know, I'm not holier than now. So nonetheless, wash your hands, practice your social distancing, um, stay healthy, stay sound of mind. So my name is James Reese and for Tara, the shy and unlucky dog, I bid you farewell, or at least until the next episode. Adios and take care.